Dr. Fauci, uh, as was explained yesterday, there has been some promise with hydroxychloroquine, this potential therapy for people who are infected with coronavirus. Is there any evidence to suggest that, as with malaria, it might be used as a prophylaxis against COVID-19? No, the answer is is no. And and the, the evidence that you're talking about, John, is anecdotal evidence. It was not done in a controlled clinical trial. So you really can't make any definitive statement about it. I think uh, without uh, seeing too much, I'm probably more of a fan of that than uh, maybe than anybody. But I'm a big fan. We'll see what happens. Welcome to Election Profit Makers, your guide to winning and losing money on the 2020 election using online prediction markets. I am David Reese, and I am joined on the line by my two friends, Starly Kine. Hello, Starly. Hi. And from North Carolina, the Tesla of Tic Tacs, the innovator, the Durham County Danzig disruptor, the one and only John Kimball. Hi, John. Hey, David. Hey, Starly. The first thing we need to talk about is a bet that I made last week, and Starly joined me on this bet. And John bet against us, and now John is down in the dumps because Team Starley and Team David, the wisdom of crowds, defeated John. John, why don't you remind everybody about what last week's big bet was? Last week, I guaranteed that Bernie would drop out by March 20th, and I was clearly wrong, and I lost about $18. Meanwhile, Starley and I made money on that bet because we knew there was no good reason for Bernie to drop out. Everything's too crazy and and who knows what could happen. John didn't just guarantee it. He mocked us. He 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 made us he said we were fools. The smarty pants got a little too big for his britches. Yeah. Well, it didn't make any sense. It do- and it still doesn't make any sense. But yeah, you guys are right. He definitely. Why doesn't it make sense? Why would Bernie drop out? Because he's Especially losing. Now. He's losing. He's never going to drop out now. Now he's, he's never going to. John, you were texting us even this week after it was clear that he wasn't dropping out. When I said, I said, he's at least going to hang on to New York. And you're like, no, he's not. You still haven't learned your lesson. John, learn your lesson for God's sake. And the reason he's not dropping out now is because he believes that he's the only one who is speaking reason during this time. So he is now using his, his campaign is no longer a presidential campaign. It is an opportunity to do a weekly address to the nation. He wouldn't be allowed to do that if he wasn't running for president. You can't just like decide to talk to the country every week unless you're in that kind of position. The fact that Bernie is still technically campaigning means he can run a little public access TV station out of whatever cabin he's living in in Vermont (laughs) and people will tune in and listen to him. That can't just be because a bunch of Bernie enthusiasts want to want to hear his words of wisdom about hand washing or whatever the fuck he's talking about up in Vermont. You know what I mean? Part of that is the cultural currency of still being a presidential candidate. Yeah. Or else every senator would have their little their little dippy home TV studio. Yeah. It's it's pretty amazing. I think he's doing a hack. It's the most incredible presidential campaign hack I've ever seen. Well, he had the campaign event um, streaming. He had thousands of people listening. But the Senate was in chambers and Bernie was running for president when he should have been, you know, in Washington taking care of business. Okay, so let's get to that. Why exactly is Bernie in Vermont right now? Because like, yeah, there is stuff to do in D.C., right? Yeah, there's a lot to do in D.C. right now, like save the country. So what what's the deal? Why is he in Vermont? I don't know if he's still in Vermont, but he was in Vermont last night where there when there were votes going on. And he was obviously up there because he was doing this campaign event. You're frowning upon him doing this campaign event instead of going to the Senate? Yeah, because he said the reason why he's staying in is because all hell is breaking loose and he's trying to, you know, have these coronavirus um, town halls and and throwing out his proposals and everything. But when when it came to actually voting and being there, he wasn't there. I mean, I think in in his mind, he is running the country right now. And this is the only chance he's going to get to do that. Until he's impeached once he's forced to not be running for president anymore. So you guys think that Bernie is going to run, until, or at least Starley, you think Bernie's going to run to New York, which is April 28th. Yeah. April 28th is Delaware, New York, Pennsylvania, and Rhode Island. And we've got Wisconsin coming up on April 7th and Puerto Rico on the 26th. See, I kind of think there might be some pressure after Wisconsin if he gets beat in Wisconsin on the 7th to drop out 
but I'm not going to make that bet anymore because I think Bernie's a little bit crazy. I think all bets are off. I think truly all bets are off in this particular world that we're living in. I don't even know if there are going to be primaries on the 7th. And no one's paying attention at the moment. So I feel like the only issue would be if he ran out of money and he seems to have bottomless funds in that regard. So I think he's doing a renegade soapbox mission to get his message out before he's dragged off the pulpit at the DNC. All right. So here we go, guys. John and Starley, who is willing to put their money where their mouth is? Here's the market. Will Bernie Sanders drop out before April 6th? Yes is trading at 22 cents. No is trading at 79. I think no is the safe buy. I am buying 20 shares. Bernie is not dropping out unless he drops out of living. So I am submitting my offer. Done. Shares traded. Bernie, never drop out. Bernie, Bernie, never drop out. Keep your TV station going. The Bernie TV candidacy lives on. I'm tempted to take yes on that, that he's going to drop out only because it's so cheap again. By How much is he trading at, David? 77 cents or something? Not to drop out? Uh, yes, is trading at 21 and seven. I just bought uh, he won't drop out at 79. So go yeah, ahead and buy expensive. go ahead and buy your dropout 21 cent. Go get on your little dropout train again. This morning John insisted that Starley and I both watch Joe Biden's exhilarating <laughs> high energy address. He finally got internet into his house and he has also set up a little TV station down in his down in his basement <laughs> with those 4 foot high ceilings. Uh uh, and so Joe Biden countered Bernie's messaging and the president's insane press conferences with a with a high octane inspirational message of his own. How is Bernie Sanders going to watch Joe Biden's lethargic, befuddled, micro solo podcast session and decide that Bernie's going to drop out? Bernie, why would Bernie drop out in the face of that? It's impossible. You know what I was thinking while watching Joe Biden, who has no life left in him? He was so frail. If he can't, he couldn't muster any energy after weeks of rest, right? No one's heard from him in weeks. And so the debate that he did so well in against Bernie, he must really hate Bernie Sanders because it was reminding me. No, but it was reminding me if you've seen Princess Bride. Yeah. So you remember towards the end when um, Inigo Montoya is gets like he's finds the man who killed his father and the man seems like he's winning and he stabs him and it looks like Inigo Montoya's got like a lethal blow and then suddenly he gets the strength and is able to conquer the man who killed his father. That's what I think Joe Biden did in that Bernie debate because there's no explanation for him suddenly having that life force that he did a few weeks ago because the real Joe Biden is the man that we saw this morning. That's his age. That's how old he is. He's exhausted. Right. And so I think the only thing that fuels him is I think Bernie Sanders is kind of the best thing to ever happen to Joe Biden because he makes him come alive. <laughs> Once a month on a full moon, if the virus is in the, the rising sign of Sagittarius with the with the wind sign coming out of uh, Florida, Joe Biden rises through the mist with his uh, warple blade going snicker snack. <laughs> And, uh, and smites down Bernie Sanders for 20 seconds till Bernie pops up again like a whack-a-mole yeah. with, a, with, a, with another broadcast. I, what, what do we call it? Was it, a, it wasn't a podcast because we could <laughs> see his face. It was just sort of like a speech to the nation, but it was ridiculous, the, the lectern set up in that room. I, I didn't like that. So aesthetically, it did not look great. But the biggest problem with that speech today was that Governor Cuomo was speaking at the same time, giving his daily fireside chat. And with, with New York being the epicenter of of the outbreak of, of, of this virus right now, I thought that was sort of bad form to to step on Cuomo. Right. But I think the fact that Biden looked so weird and, and awkward and everything isn't going to make any difference in November. Just the fact that nobody knows what they're doing right now. Yeah, he did look lethargic, but he was sitting in his basement and there was probably nobody even in there. And so there's no oh energy. <laughs> so- they're going to keep learning and trying and doing things like that. You know, just because three days in March he fouled up and didn't look great, I, 
I don't think that's going to make a difference if he is able to rebound and do better, which I think he will. But he also did it every day before the last debate. And <laughs> Bernie's been regularly, he's been doing this weekly and he see, and he's very comfortable with it. Cuomo is also very good at this. I mean, you're saying no one knows what they're doing. There are examples of people doing a better job. This, this is why I think it is all fueled by Bernie. The Biden that we saw today was not the anomaly. That debate performance was the anomaly. I think that's true. I think people need to wrap their heads around that because if that's true, that does seem like a problem because I hate to say it, but sleepy Joe Biden fits like it fit today. It didn't fit at that debate, but it fit today. Yeah, today I didn't I didn't feel safer after watching that. (laughs) Oh, you didn't? What about uh, at the five minute, 50 second mark, that (laughs) thing I sent you where he was talking and then all of a sudden he was like, uh... I don't want to talk about that anymore. I'm going to talk about something else. I'm paraphrasing, but that was the attitude. Like, I think Joe Biden should pick up some of Donald Trump's substance. Crush up some Adderall, man. Like, He really does seem like he has coronavirus. <gasps> it was bizarre today. Well, that's what conspiracy people were saying. That's why Bernie's up in Vermont, because he has it. I am so sick of talking about Bernie. Can I just say that? Let's talk about how much Biden sucks. Let's I, talk, I, wait, just wait. Let's yeah. talk about how much Biden sucks and Biden isn't doing that. Fine, I can talk about that all day long. But Bernie, why are we talking about Bernie? He's dead. <laughs> He's finished. John, a pandemic has struck while we've been recording this podcast, and you still seem to think you can be in the prediction business the same way. Like everything has been upended. John believes that that. John, you're making me flustered. I want to no. Yeah. See, here's the thing. thing. Biden, this, Biden, Bernie has to win seventy percent of the remaining delegates, which means he has to beat Biden in the remaining primaries by thirty points. But there's one problem: he's losing by thirty points in every single <laughs> one of these primaries. What is he doing? Okay, if we're speaking rationally, as fully functioning adults who understand that we live in a reality, a lot of what you're saying is pretty compelling. I think there are a lot of people, and maybe Starley and I are just channeling this because we're hoping against hope, that think this pandemic is so crazy, maybe from now on in basketball games, the team with the least points will win. Just because everything's <laughs> up in the air, why not why, why not live in backwards world, right? I think it's like that. All right. The only other thing I want to say about Biden's weird address is it reminded me very much of McCain's address in the 2008 campaign during the financial crash when McCain decided to suspend his campaign for the good of the country because he was needed to be in D.C. and focus on this economy. And then he went and gave a basement address in this weird. It looked like a subterranean hospital waiting room. Do you remember that? It had like this yellowish green paint. And he looked he looked, I'm sorry to say this, he looked straight up cadaverous. Yeah. And a lot of people consider that a bit of a turning point when it comes to quote unquote optics, yeah. you know? I mean, it was more like, about what he this said. This guy is though. not looking like he can manhandle this economy back into a functional shape. And when, when Joe Biden is standing in his little campaign podium in his romper room down in the basement with all his books and flags and whatnot, you know, sleepwalking his way through this address about the deadliest thing that has happened to this country, perhaps in 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 its history. Who's watching that and being like, I can't fucking wait to vote for the giant slayer, Joe Biden. Nobody's watching it. Right? That's the thing. All this stuff is not on television. So it doesn't make any difference. The people watching it are Bernie people and a bunch, you know, the gang of 500 journalists. So the fact that he flubbed it today, nobody cares. I don't think I don't think any, I don't think him flubbing it's going to change anything. I think Biden's going to be the nominee. I don't think Bernie's going to get anything. But the reason I'm in support of Bernie staying in is I think we actually need it right now more than even not as much right now as we need it for when this is done when the coronavirus pandemic is over. We need someone to be saying the things he's saying because when we have to rebuild. That stuff has to be out there. We actually need to know that someone out there is hammering home that there are things that are wrong that are being demonstrated in a pandemic that we are all experiencing. And so if he's not costing anyone any money, 
I don't see the harm of it. I don't think he's, I don't think he's last time, I don't think it's like last time where he thought he had a chance, he thought he should have been the nominee. I don't think, he knows he doesn't have it. He's doing something else. He is serving a public good that I, I think he sincerely believes in. And that's what I think is kind of unprecedented. All right, John, in spite of, in spite of your protestations, I'm sticking with my bet that I just made. Bernie will not drop out before April 6th. And again, this is not about whether it's the right thing to do. This is certainly not about whether he's going to be the nominee. Right. This is just about what I think will happen. That's fine. You know, I respect Bernie's that. a message guy. This I agree. Is, yeah, Me too. Okay. I'm doing the same. All right. I, I'm going to take that he is going to right. drop out, but I don't really believe he will drop out that soon. I just think it's so cheap that I, I don't have that much to lose. There's a reason it's cheap. I cannot see him making it to New York, though. It just seems unlikely to me. Why? Because it's... it's. I mean, why not? It, I'm sure it's running... more than a month away. A pandemic month is not the same as a month. Time has changed. Yeah, it's 10 years. New York is <laughs> yeah. 10 years away. And John. I still it's think he's going to stay in for 10 more years. Joe Biden's going to win the nomination and win the fucking White House. Bernie's not going to suspend his campaign. Yeah. I want to move on now. I know. Okay, so we've talked about Biden and Bernie. Let's talk about the other B word. My man, Michael Bloomberg, the great American hero who spent, it turns out we learned, $900 million of his own money on this uh, incredible vanity project <laughs> slash American renewal, trying to show everyone about the uh, glories of uh, centrism, right? I mean, what was his, that was his message, right? I'm going to fix all this stuff because I'm not a weirdo like Bernie Sanders. I mean, that was the message, right? He's, his yeah, message was that much. he was the only one who could fix it. So he spent $900 million of his money and now has fired all his campaign workers. And I guess the understanding was that they thought they were going to have employment through November, rather. That's what he told them. And of course, they all signed non-disclosure and non-disparagement agreements. Uh, and he's hung them out to dry and has committed like a whopping, what is it, $652 to the DNC <laughs> for whoever the nominee is going to be? What the fuck is this guy he's doing? He's a maniac. He's like a, a true threat i feel i i it's very interesting as having lived in new york i lived in new york with when giuliani was mayor and bloomberg was mayor and realizing that the mayors of new york are full-blown crazy people oh de, de blasio well yeah crazy. he's next he's next new york They're is all not like, a good thing it's it's unsettling to be like my it feels like my life was in danger to know that these maniacs were running things for the majority of my adult life. And they all, its they don't fully show their true colors until I, they all had problems while mayors, but they don't really let their like freak flag fly until they're out of office. Wait, you think Rudy Giuliani got, got weird <laughs> after he was mayor of New York? Are you sure? That guy's like the most normal dude of all time. Do you think it's something about being mayor of New York that makes... No, no, it's just New York. There's just crazy people in New York. But they're so crazy. Bloomberg is so crazy. How do you do what he's doing? How do you say you're you're the one who's going to save about, the country and then blatantly lay off all your workers that you promised job security during a the pandemic? Pa the pandemic changed everything. That's what he's going to say. He's going to say it didn't change how much. I mean, how much they all, they're all he's going to say I lost. You know, these guys don't have any real money. They just have money based on the stock market. So he probably lost billions of dollars. You know, with the stock market crashing and he's like, fuck this, I'm out. I think he just doesn't care. I don't think it's because he's losing. I don't think he's in danger of losing money. I think he just truly doesn't understand the, stand, understand the value of a human being. And it might just be that he thinks they didn't do a good job because he's not the nominee. Oh so they must have fucked up because obviously he has what <laughs> it takes. He has the charisma. He has the charm. He has the name recognition. He has the bold forward-thinking policy ideas that none of us can stop raving about, right? So his staff must have, must have screwed up. And when your staff screws up, you fire all of them. Maybe that's what it is for Bloomberg. I think you're exactly right. It, it's got to be that. The fact that he's not doing this super PAC, which is the most surprising part. He, he said he was going to spend a billion dollars to help whoever the nominee was. And instead he gave... 18 million dollars to the dnc which is nothing yeah so why is that why is that he's mad he's taking yeah. his ball and going home is yes. it just sour grapes he's the pettiest of them all he is like if you watch in, in that debate he couldn't handle anything i mean i want to say that as far as i mean as far as make work projects go 
I guess there are worse options than just being a super rich, entitled asshole maniac who throws money at kids to go knock on doors and post Instagram memes on your account, right? I mean, he is distributing yeah. money. It's probably, it bums me out that a bunch of the same probably select group of like Washington insiders and consultants are raking in huge bucks. But like, I have a friend who got propositioned by the Bloomberg campaign to like edit a video and this friend quoted them some huge rate and without blinking, they were like, yeah, okay, that's fine. It was like, good. My friend made some money, probably rolling their eyes the whole time they were sitting in front of Avid or whatever doing this work. But like, if you know, if you can separate Mike Bloomberg from a little bit of his money, like who cares? So long as Bloomberg never had a shot of being the nominee, which obviously in hindsight, he didn't. That guy's never going to be president. I'm sorry, Mike Bloomberg. You're never going to be president. I wonder if Bloomberg has a part of him that's like these people went against their principles to work for me. So this is what they have coming to them. He's like, I'm so disappointed that all of you people decided to work for me because I know you all yeah. despise me. So now I'm going to punish you <laughs> by taking away what you assumed were going to be benefits and money. And uh, it happens to fall in the midst of a, uh, a world disrupting pandemic. Maybe you'll think twice the next time you decide to work for a candidate. Maybe this is Mike Bloomberg's great Socratic <laughs> teaching moment for these for these youngsters and that if they survive mm -hmm. the pandemic, if they literally live through the next year and a half, maybe they will come out a little more ethically centered and a, and a little more conscientious about how they spend their time and their resources and how they leverage their reputations mm -hmm. and their talents. And maybe uh, they will look back on this and thank Michael Bloomberg for his wisdom. I mean, he's rich as fuck, so you know he's wise. He's like Willy Wonka. He is the Willy Wonka. It was a test. And if, and if your friend had turned down that money, he would have inherited Bloomberg news. John, do you want to talk about our friend down in North Carolina? Oh, yeah. Richard Burr. I mean, this episode is a cavalcade of, of B names. Because yeah. this, this is our fourth B name. We've gone from Biden to Bernie to Bloomberg. And now, John, take us home with Richard Burr. Yeah, so this report came out that uh, the senior senator from North Carolina, Richard Burr, had unloaded a bunch of stock just days after he had had a insider security briefing about the coming pandemic. And there's actually a recording of him speaking to some other insider business people telling them what's about to happen. Meanwhile, at the same time, Burr is out there praising Trump and saying, yeah, this isn't such a big deal. So everybody's all upset and saying that this is an insider trading type thing, which it, it certainly looks like that. And we should remind everyone that Richard Burr is the chairman of the Senate Intelligence Committee. And uh, he's a Republican, if you were wondering. He is not green and he is uh, not Democrat. Uh, he's Republican. So he gets a lot of good intel. I know, John, this must have been really tugging at your heartstrings because I know you love nothing more than deep intel, usually gleaned from hours on the predicted.org message boards. That's where the best intel is. Yeah. <laughs> so he was getting it straight from the straight from the pipe, passing it along to his rich cronies and then and then adjusting his portfolio uh, in reaction to it. This caused a <laughs> bit of an outcry. Um, hard to understand why. Um, and he says he is welcoming an ethics investigation. I, do you think that's going to happen? I don't. Yeah, I think it'll probably happen, but it's not going to happen anytime soon. They're going to drag their feet out. And, you know, the day that it came out, you had Tucker Carlson come out and say, this is awful and he should resign. Then you had these unsourced reports saying people close to Trump say that Burr needs to go and he, he needs to take the fall for this. But none of that's going to happen. People get so excited online that Tucker Carlson is calling out Richard Burr like, oh, you've Tucker Carlson, the mop-headed Aryan <laughs> boy wonder is calling him out. Then you know something's gone bad. But he's being so disingenuous. Those people don't like Burr because Burr was like actually kind of invested in the in all the right. Russiagate shit that was happening in exactly. the Intel Committee. They don't give a shit about insider trading. They just don't like him because he was, you know, he was putting up a, a two inch roadblock to the Trump Express steamroller. Yeah, they would they would they would love for Burr to resign and then in the North Carolina governor would choose who the um the replacement would be among three people that the Republicans would put before the governor. 
So, yeah, a lot of Republicans would be perfectly fine with that. And also, we should mention Burr is not running for re-election, and he announced that in 2016. Right. So if Burr resigns, say, 60 days before, then then that will trigger a special election. Uh, Governor Roy Cooper will be able to choose from a group of three GOP candidates that are put before him by the Republicans. And then you're going to have two Senate races in November in North Carolina. And if you really think about it, that's probably not great for the Republicans, considering that Tillis isn't doing so well either. So that's why I don't think it's going to happen. Tom Tillis is the junior senator who's up against Cal Cunningham, the Democratic nominee. Right. And John knows this, and I've put money in it. Tom Tillis is going down. John doesn't think so, but I but I think Cal Cunningham is going to beat Tom Tillis. I hope you're right. So you think he's going to resign? Well, Starley, I'm glad you asked me that, because there just so happens <laughs> to be a market I've got my eye on. Will Richard Burr be a U.S. senator on May 1st? This is basically the bet that there will be no consequences for him, at least not in the next month. He won't Mm. resign in disgrace or stick a sword through his guts on the steps of the Capitol building. He won't be hounded out by hardcore GOP partisans that he'll just stick it out. What do you think yes is trading at? Well, the first day that this, this market came up, I bought 100 shares at 75 cents. And the lowest it traded was 74 cents. So I feel pretty good about that. Now it's at 87. Yeah, because people finally get it. He's not going to drop out. Damn it, John. I'm buying no. I'm, dr- I'm drunk on I'm <laughs> drunk on umbrage. And you know when the, when the wave rider is drunk on umbrage, some crazy surfing happens. Dude, don't do it. I'm buying. I'm doing it. Something's going to happen. I have one month to personally get Richard Burr out of office. I'm doing it. Hey, I hope you're right. This is a good I hope you're right. I I would gladly lose my money here if Burr gets removed. It does seem a little risky to bet on anything that happens, that involves the current timeline of a month from now because of what's happening. Like Bernie's a particular particular case, but do you think there's going to be they're going to be like that kind of political process where they're getting rid of someone during this? No. Here's what's going to happen, Starley, you're absolutely right. There's nothing is going to happen. Starley, you're absolutely (laughs) wrong. Don't listen to John. I love to not listen to John. Stick with me. Remember what happened to me last week when I swayed you to take my Bernie bet and now you're floating on a pile of money and that's going to happen again and I'm going to explain why. And this is for all our listeners too. Listeners can keep listening to this part. This is not a private conversation between me and Starley. I have a month to get Richard Burr (laughs) the fuck out of office. I also have a lot of free time, (laughs) Mm -hmm. okay? If I can figure out a way to get 10,000 postcards delivered to Burr's office with messages of disappointment and my trademark Kid Midas umbrage that are so incisive and cutting and shaming. Now John's nodding and I think it's a sarcastic nod, but let me finish. He'll be like, I'm getting all these postcards postmarked from Los Angeles, a city that I love and respect. <laughs> and and the handwriting is all capitals. So I know this dude is serious. And the things he's saying are making me feel so bad. This dude liquidated like it wasn't like, oh, he just made a couple trades like on the margins of his portfolio. Like he dumped like half of his entire net worth the day after that briefing it's so sketchy and shameless it's amazing i mean i guess i i do think when it comes to him if anyone's gonna have ramifications during coronavirus it will be him i got people are very mad it's transcended local to national this is harder to spin than being like Oh, the experts disagree about whether you should wash your hands or just dump a bucket of shit on your head. It really depends on what news source you're listening to. No, the Republicans are going to spin it because they'll say, hey, the Democrats did the same thing. Look, Dianne Feinstein dropped some of her stock or someone else did. Yeah, but isn't her stuff in a blind trust? I mean, I know the facts don't matter because it's all just about Do you think they care about the facts? No, they don't care. That's all they need is an opening like that. And that's what they're going to take. I wonder how long news stories are going to stick right now. Like, I feel like when this broke, everybody was really upset. But I don't know if I don't, I don't know how things are going to play out in the, in our world right now. I can't see someone actually resigning from office while this is going. A, never underestimate the powers yeah. of my postcards. Okay. 
Be, I mean, listen to this. This is from our producer. Burr dumping stocks included selling off up to $150,000 worth of shares in Wyndham Hotels and Resorts, which has gone on to lose two-thirds of its value. He also dumped... But Burr is going to argue, and whether you believe him or not, he's going to argue that there was public information out there that there could be a pandemic. And that's true. We've been following this since the end of January. So a lot of people have said this could be a big deal. Now, it doesn't look great, the timing that it happened within 24 hours after this particular briefing. Oh, that doesn't look (laughs) great? No, it doesn't look great. But there definitely was public information out there that this was looming. Let me just ask you this, John. What is more disgusting? Okay. We're going we're gonna to go on a, a, a ladder of disgust, okay? What's more disgusting? That he sold all his stocks just using publicly available knowledge, right? I guess that's, that's no more or less amoral than anybody else who's in the stock market, right? Right. Um, but then what about the fact that he was selling stocks because he assumed a reality was going to come to pass? And he was he saying was, the opposite. But then also privately agreeing with when he's meeting with his secret asshole donor business friends, right? Yeah, it's totally immoral. I don't know if it's illegal, but it's immoral. Under normal circumstances, he would be the one that was hung out to dry. He did it. He's guilty. But I just think it might slip through the cracks, or at least until this is done. The bet is for what date? I'm going to tell you the language. Will Burr, will Richard Burr be a U.S. senator on May 1st? And remember, the way these bets are constructed... Maybe he won't be a senator on May 1st because he'll be Pope or because he was shot to the moon in a magical cereal box that uh, that, that Gallagher found under an enchanted, mm-hmm. uh, you know, enchanted piece of masonry or something. It doesn't say that he is going to resign or that he's going to be impeached, which obviously would not happen. It just says, will Richard Burby, a U.S. senator on May 1st, he could fucking... He could he could die. He could experience so much shame as a result of your postcards that he insists that the title senator not be applied to him. Yes, exactly. That's that would be a bit of a good, genuinely ambig- ambiguous way to resolve the market. If he gives a press conference and he's like, "Hi, everybody. You know, you know, I made these stock trades and I didn't think much of it at the time, but then I started to get all these postcards <laughs> from this guy and no longer feel comfortable calling myself a senator." You can. You should call me a shititer. Uh, you know, I'm shit, and my behavior is shit. I wonder how the yeah, market resolves. That would yeah. be unprecedented. First of all, let's admit that amazing. would be unprecedented, John. Yeah. That would be a pretty big that. deal. No, that would be incredible. If that happens, will you give me a thousand dollars? Oh my yes. God, yes. I'll give yes. you a million dollars. Really? Yeah. That <laughs> you'll give me a million dollars if that happens. If he says I right. am a terrible. Shitter? Is that what you said? He, no, he says, I'm a terrible person. I can no longer call myself a senator. From now on, refer to me as a shitter. Okay. I feel comfortable saying I'll give you a million dollars if that happens. Yeah. Okay. Now, here's the thing. You stepped into my trap. You stepped into my honeypot because this dude is obviously such an amoral money grubbing piece of shit. I can send him a postcard that says, dear Senator Burr, I'll give you $750,000. If you give a press conference where you say the following text, blah, 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 then you owe me a million dollars. I give three quarters of that amount to <laughs> Richard Burr to pad his pockets, which we've realized he's willing to do, even if it means publicly betraying the Commonwealth of North Carolina and leaving his citizens mm-hmm. to die. And then I come away with a cool no, quarter wait, wait, wait. We're not a with Commonwealth. We're not a- more postcards. I got to stop you. We're not a Commonwealth. We're a state. We're a state. It's so it's it's tragic, too, because David would give he would give three quarters of the million to Richard Burr because David's a man of his word. And so then which will be David's albatross like you wouldn't be able to help yourself. You would have to stick to the bargain because of who you are, even though, you know, he's a man of no character. Yeah, exactly. It's kind of it's almost the reverse of the Bloomberg situation. Yeah. The right? man who sent yeah. the postcards to yeah. Richard Burr to make him say that has to be the man that honors the deal that makes Richard Burr richer. I do love writing postcards to voters. I was doing that a lot during the midterms. The problem is now it's hard to get postcards because I used to go to swap meets and thrift stores and buy random lots of postcards. And now I assume buying a postcard is just like, you know, 
inviting a two-dimensional piece of diarrhea into your own home like you just can't do it anymore yeah. so i don't know i don't know i don't know what i'm gonna You're do gonna about have to postcards. start getting um innovative start cutting things up in your house S- sending facts send faxes really yeah you could send a fax because it's there it'll be their germs that the paper is printed off of oh are they still receiving faxes? Yeah. I'm sure Joe Biden is. <laughs> I'm sure he's receiving daguerreotypes <laughs> off his daguerreotype etcher. <laughs> All right. So, John, you and I once again find ourselves on opposite sides of this Richard Burr bet. Starley, are you going to get in on this action or are you just going to let the two of us fight it out forever like that Star, Star Trek episode? I'm trying. It'll, be, it'll be my first North Carolina market. This could be big. Yeah, I think I have to, again, following my heart. It is, I'm disgusted. I'm so disgusted by what he did that I think I have to bet against him, which means betting for David's postcard campaign. That's right. The 10,000 postcard campaign, already legendary. Your postcard campaign is a version of what Bernie Sanders is doing in his with his weekly addresses. I think we all need these kind of campaigns during this time. I mean, come on, Bernie and me are two peas in a pod. We understand mass media. We understand the power of rhetoric. We understand the 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 strategic importance of just bludgeoning the fuck out of everybody <laughs> with your with your ideas and just not giving them a moment to catch their breath, you know? Bernie can be like, new episode, new episode dropping, new episode dropping, exclusive sit down with AOC. I got the strokes live from their practice space, Medicare for all. Meanwhile, I'm watching Bernie's video, writing one more postcard to Richard Burr. <laughs> Dear Senator Burr, or should I say Shititer Burr, <laughs> as you'll remember from my previous correspondence, there is a sizable p- profit to be made if you would simply <laughs> recite the following statement at your next press conference. I pinky swear you will get three quarters of a million dollars. So we'll see. I think if you write enough, if you write it enough, enough postcards with just the, the script of what he has to say, eventually he would say it even if he didn't want to. It would be... Yes. Subconsciously. Yeah. He'll say it when yeah. somebody sneezes. Hachoo. <laughs> I'm a sitter. Okay. Okay. So I'm going to, I'm going to bet. I'm, I, I'm going to bet. I feel like I once again am changing my position, although still following my heart, um, where yes. I'm going to bet that he's not going to be a senator yes. by May 1st. And if a market opens up that says, will he be a shitter by May 1st, I'll also bet on that. See that, John? Starley's our swing voter, and I'm crushing on these undecideds, mm-hmm. bro. All right, John. Starley, let's talk about one more market. This is the one I think we should discuss for next week. It's a classic presidential approval rating. Are you guys looking at this market? I'm going to look at it now. What will Trump's 538 job approval index be for March 25th? 538, of course, is the famous website run by Booger Eaters uh, where they track polling and everything, run by our arch nemesis, uh, uh, Nate Silver. They have a Trump approval rating. And there are, wow, a lot of different positions you can buy here. Right now, they're saying the most likely outcome is an approval rating of 43.4% to 43.7%. That's trading at 37 cents. I... What's he trading at right now? This is for... What is is his approval number on 538 at the moment? uh, He is currently... Uh, at 43.7 approval rating. And sure enough, that is what is the the leading trade on this board at 38 cents. You know what? I can't stand to see that. Let me, let me, let me assume it's going to drop just a little. Give me like one-tenth of one percentage point. But, it, but it'll still stay in that bracket if he drops. I think that's a pretty safe bet. No, because I'm going to 43 to 43.3. Okay. It's going to be one of those two. Because he's definitely going to drop. You've had this sort of rally around the flag the past week, and I think he's going to start dropping. He better start dropping. But will he drop into yeah. that bracket? The next lowest bracket, which is 43-0 to 43-3. I just bought into that bracket. Let him drop just a little. Come on. Give me something. This guy This guy could not be fucking up any harder than, he's, than he is right now. You could buy into both those brackets, maybe. I will never do that. I would never violate my sense of a single reality, and I would never invest in multiple timelines. I do not believe in the multiverse. Okay. What do you guys think? Is he going to go up or down? We have two, two days until this market resolves. I have to. I I have to. I can't. I can't stomach. I have to go the, to the lowest because I have to. Whoa! I, really? 
The lowest, the lowest you can get into, Starly, is forty-one point seven approval or lower. But, okay, let me jump. Let me just jump in here if before you're, anybody. If you're before, hoping to buy a thousand shares of a seventeen percent approval rating, you can't do it. <laughs> okay, just, just, just to our listeners right now, what we are doing betting in this particular market right now is a little reckless, and the reason why it is is because we don't know what polls are coming up in the queue. There may be a, a particular poll that's coming up that's going to be, you know, favorable to Trump. So having yeah. not followed this particular market, I think we're we're flying a little blind making these trades at the moment. Do you understand what I'm saying? Oh, yeah. To- okay. I completely understand. And here's why. Because we are being so... You, you summarized it when you said we were being sloppy. We are being so conscientious about washing our hands, not touching doorknobs, not going to kissing and cuddling parties, putting Purell on everything, making sure that we separate each other six feet away from each other. We're being responsible. We're being the opposite of sloppy. Let us be sloppy online, okay? <laughs> this is where we can really... Let the spit and saliva and, uh, you know, bodily fluids go crazy on these markets, you know? Like, I'm basically living like a hermetically sealed, you know, a boy in a bubble. Let me at least be nasty and disgusting on these markets, okay? Let me let me get up in these approval rating markets. I don't know what approval rating is coming down the pike. I couldn't give two fucks, okay? Let me just bet that this guy's approval rating is going to go down a little. Yeah, this is like this is like doing ketamine. This is this is our drug. I mean, it's a rush like no other, right? Yeah. I mean, take it from Kid Midas, right? Yeah. I'm addicted to making it rain, and if if that leads to some sloppy behavior every so often, it's all part of the great dance, yeah. right? And you can't ride the actual waves right now because the beaches are closed. That's right. So let me ride. So let me ride these virtual waves on Predicted. Let me get my thrills that way. So, John, are you going to get into this market? Mm, sure. I think I'll stay where in the bracket, the 43.4 to 43.7. I think he's going to drop a little, but not enough to to move out of this 37 cent bracket. How do these polls, how are they able to calculate such a fine percentage? Do they like ask three more people and that's what raises that percentage point? I mean, yeah, 538 just does a calculation of whatever polls are coming out. And then they also... You know, they make adjustments for house effects. Everything's made up. It's all it was all it was made up before and now everything's even more made up. I mean, that's that is what is playing out. Nothing is nothing as we knew it is secure. And so sure, I'll look at these fake made up numbers and if I during in self isolation, in order to feel a little bit better, buy a bunch of one cent shares about whether Trump is going to be at 41.7% or lower. I, that's what I got to do. And not only am I, I'm going to spend that money. And in my mind, I can make lower whatever I want. In my mind, I'm betting on him being at 3% in, within in two days. Yeah, right. Exactly. Knowing how much danger he has put the country in and the world, I can't just sit by and watch his approval rating be at these numbers. I have to bet against it. Yeah, that makes sense. It's a little it's a little private protest thing. Yeah. It's like a lottery ticket. The fun thing is just to imagine what it could be, right? Yeah, because I'm having a lot of fun thinking about him. One bet that caught my interest was, will Dr. Fauci still be the director of the NIAID, which is the oh National Institute of Allergy and Infectious Diseases? Will he still be the director on May the 1st? That's an actual market that on here? That is an actual market, and I imagine that it came out because oh Dr. Fauci had a an uh, interview in Science Magazine in the last 24 hours where he sort of said some disparaging things in a, a roundabout way of about Trump. So I think a lot of people are thinking that he might not make it much further. I can't, I'm looking at this market right now. This is a dark, dark mm. bet. I think there's a good chance he will not be by May 1st. The president will fire him for publicly... Uh, Somewhat admitting that the president doesn't know what the fuck he's talking about yeah. and everyone should ignore I, him. I really think that is, I really think that's going to get to him. Well, also the footage that went viral of him kind of holding his head in his hands 
when the president was spouting off whatever he was talking about at that press appearance. He has no choice but to contradict the president in the name of national health. And I think right. he won't. It's not like the president's going to be a different person because of this. You know, like this is exactly what right. he doesn't yeah, stand yeah. for. I can't bet on this, John. It's too disturbing. What are you going to bet? I'm going to bet that he's going to survive. I, I think it would be crazy for Trump to fire him. And I think Trump's handlers so are going to I don't know if I want to pay 80 cents. I put in a uh, I put in a bid at 78 cents for 10 shares at the moment. But I don't think Trump is stupid enough to fire him. What? Oh, what? <laughs> um, wow. Okay, that's, that's interesting. Your you don't think he's no? I just this guy is he is running the show right now. Who are you going to replace him with? Fucking Eric Trump. You know, Baron Trump, fucking uh, Dr. Phil. Like, what do you, John, I think it's more likely that this guy resigns than Trump fires him. You think he's going to resign during this in April? You think he'll resign though? I don't. No, I don't think he's going to resign and I don't think Trump's going to fire him. I think he's still going to be the director on May 1st. That's why you're in on yeah, because on yes. everybody loves this guy. He 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 dominates these right. press conferences. It just went down, John. The market just moved. It just dropped seventy nine three cents. I I wonder if something's happening that we're not aware of. But the loving him also could get to the president because he that could bother him because he's being regularly humiliated by him. And yeah, there's right. Other people that we've loved and or not we not us, but the public has loved and he's Amorosa. Right. We loved her too much. She had to go. Diamond and Silk. I loved if I love Diamond and Silk a little more, maybe they'll maybe they'll get kicked out of the out of the clubhouse. I think it's more likely that he ends up with coronavirus than he resigns and or yeah, gets fired. Right. Yeah, but that true. could happen. So maybe I'm taking a, a big risk here. So speaking of dark bets, it's time to talk about the darkest bet. This is Starley's gut check bet. Starley. My gut check bet that I want us all to do is, as of now, who do we think is going to win in November? Who will win the 2020 U.S. presidential election? Donald Trump is leading, trading at 47 cents. Joe Biden has dropped two cents down to 45. John, maybe that's because of today's little video. How's Bernie doing? How's Hillary doing? Hold on, guys. I'll, re- I'll get there. Mike Pence is at three. Bernie Sanders is at one, a mighty penny. I remember when Dr. Ben Carson was trading at a penny per share. Andrew Cuomo is at one cent. Everyone was excited about those fireside chats for a minute, but he's back to one cent. Hillary Clinton at one cent. Kamala Harris, one cent. Elizabeth Warren, one cent. Cory Booker, one cent. John Kasich, one cent. Kirsten Gillibrand, one cent. Mark Cuban, one cent. Mark Zuckerberg, one cent. Amy Klobuchar, one cent. Nikki Haley, one cent. Paul Ryan, one cent. Beto O'Rourke, one cent. Sherrod Brown, one cent. Michael Bloomberg, one cent. Andrew Yang, one cent. Buttigieg, one cent. Tulsi Gabbard, one cent. Tom Steyer, one cent. So it looks like the two front runners are Donald Trump and Joe Biden. <laughs> Uh, Starley, what do you think? This is the big one. I know. I have to check in with myself for a second. Up, you know, up until this, it, I, I had an answer before this all started, before coronavirus started. And now I'm worried because even if, even if the president messes everything up, I feel like people are reluctant to make changes like that in your, in crisis years. They don't want to switch germs midstream, so to speak. But it's really hard. It's really, it's really. Bet with your heart, Starly. Bet with your heart. Betting with my heart is impossibly Joe Biden. So that's what I will bet on. But the gut check, I think the gut check is still Biden by the narrowest, narrowest margin. But I'm less sure than before. I agree only because of swing state polling. Oh, there's polling that says that right now? Yeah. The latest swing state polling is really good for Biden. Right, John? Yeah. Everything has been good for Biden for months. No, but... (laughs) (laughs) You fucking idiots, he says to himself in a parentheses. (laughs) Isn't what's happening now affecting this? I mean, a couple yeah, of weeks ago, we've still got a like, long way to go. So there's a lot of uncertainty with with all this. So 
Yeah, things could happen. I think the economy is obviously going to crash, and there's the possibility that it will start to rebound around September, October, and then that could help Trump. Or maybe it won't rebound at all, and Trump will get completely destroyed. I have a feeling that Trump is going to continue to do a really bad job with this pandemic. And that's really going to I don't know, hurt. John. I just don't see it. See, I'm all in on Biden. Are you on? Do you think 45 cents is a good is a good price for Biden right now? Yeah. I just don't know if the president doing a bad job is going to be enough to make people stop supporting him. I mean, he literally has blown a pandemic. And I still don't know if it's enough. The thing that worries me is how the voting is going to happen in November. Is it going to be all mail-in voting? Mm. And if it is, you you can have a lot of mistakes and, you know, people cross the wrong thing out and their, their ballot gets spoiled. So I think a lot of people are like, oh, vote by, by mail. That's going to be great. And, and part of me is like, maybe we'll see. I, I would really hope that everything is cleared up by November and we can still have a lot of people being able to vote in person. But I'm not going to expect that. We are being spared months of Trump rallies, at least. Yeah. I mean, there may be no rallies. There may be no uh, conventions or, you know, these skeleton conventions or something. But the rallies are what I was bracing for. Uh, Him gloating and he gets so excited when he does them. That'll be nice to not have to. At least some of that will be cut into. I can't bet on this market yet. I'm not ready. I want to see what happens. Starly, I'm not in on this market yet. I'm going to start betting on this market now. All right. Because... It's almost like making a wish. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like I feel like I have to start putting those wishes in early. Classic wish riding. <laughs> That's it for this week's edition of Election Profit Makers. As always, you can support us on Patreon, patreon.com slash electionprofitmakers. You'll be getting bonus episodes and bonus videos, including the infamous Tic Tac hack video. Election Profit Makers is a Radio Point production with executive producers Alex Bach, Rich Corson, and Daniel Powell. Send your election prediction questions to contact at electionprofitmakers.com. If they mail the questions into you on paper, you can then... Oh my God. Postcard questions get priority. Especially if there's a million dollar stipulation attached to the language of the question. Then I'm all in. Okay, I'll go I'll go Richard Burr on these questions. And you could recycle them. And they're recyclable. Okay guys, thank you so much for listening. Stay safe. Enjoy the great indoors. You know, stay away from everybody except your podcast friends. We're thinking about you. We hope you're doing well. John, your hair looks great. Don't worry about not getting a haircut. I love it. Thanks. Thanks.